Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Historic change at the United States Supreme Court between 2022 and 2023, overruling decades of precedent going back to the 1970s. We're going to be talking about this historic change on faith and freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. I think, Matt, when you really list the different decisions that were made by the high court in the 70s, you really see what an activist court that was at that time. You begin to realize how activist it really was. And when we go through this history, it's amazing because between May 2, May 2nd, 2022, and the end of June 2023, huge decisions from the United States Supreme Court in a period of just a little over one year have been handed down that have overruled four major cases coming Mm -hmm. out of the 1970s. So let's just take them in order in terms of the 1970s. And the first one was Lemon versus Kurtzman, 1971. Let me just name them first, and then I'll go back and and, uh, elucidate them. 1971, Lemon versus Kurtzman. 1973, that is Roe versus Wade. Right. 1977 is Transworld Airlines versus Hardison. And then 1978 is California versus Baki, and that's affirmative action. So huge decisions have come down. 1971, the Supreme Court issued a decision called Lemon versus Kurtzman. And that decision uh, was a gloss, a judicial interpretation of the Establishment Clause. Instead of interpreting the Establishment Clause according to its history, its meaning, and its original context, the Supreme Court decided to come up with a three-part test. And that three-part test essentially caused any kind of religious display in order to survive the lemon test to be secular, to be diluted. So, for example, In God We Trust could survive as our national motto because it was no longer religious, because we have used it so many times that it's lost its religious connotation, which means, crazily, if you think about it, At one time, it was unconstitutional, and then we've used it so much we don't think about it anymore, and now it becomes constitutional. Right. So what kind of sense does that make? It was like the judges would pull it out when they needed it at appropriate times, they thought, right? That's right, and that's what Scalia actually said in one of his statements. Like a ghoul in the closet, they pull it out. It's like a ghoul in a late-night horror show. They would pull it out of the closet to scare school board attorneys whenever they wanted to, and then when they were done with it, they would put it back in the closet. Sometimes they would use it, sometimes they wouldn't. And one of the goals when you started Liberty Council was to overturn and bury that, Overturn lemon test, that's right. So the lemon test was used to censor and strike down nativity scenes because Santa Claus wasn't nearby enough, close enough, or the Christmas tree wasn't close enough. Right. Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments. uh, Some were struck down, some were upheld. Some nativity scenes were struck down, some were upheld. Mm -hmm. You know, throughout history... Uh, Lots of different symbols, religious symbols, were struck down. Crosses. Crosses. In our case, May 2, it came down 9 to 0 from the U.S. Supreme Court. Lemon test was used to censor how shirtless viewpoint on the Christian flag. The Christian flag could be raised, but if how 
perceived the Christian flag to be Christian, to be religious, it's a no-go. If he perceived the same flag to be secular, it's okay. It's kind of like in God we trust. If you really think that that's a religious phrase, it's unconstitutional. But if you think it's secular, it's okay. And four courts agreed with that, which is unbelievable. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Courts agreed with that. And then in the Coach Kennedy case, if you kneel and think secular thoughts, that's okay. But if you kneel and think religious thoughts or you're kneeling for the purpose of religious silent prayer, that's banned. And all of that was based upon Lemon versus Kurtzman. So they're censoring your viewpoint, censoring your symbols, censoring your speech, your presentation. All of that was under Lemon. Between May the 2nd, our case, and then also the... June 27, which is the Coach Kennedy case of 2022, Mm -hmm. the lemon test from 1971, 51 years of precedent, is gone. Yes. Total gone. Buried. And (laughs) finally buried. And consequently, there's a huge sea change. Now, we already know about 1973, Mm -hmm. the Dobbs decision on June 24, uh, 2022, uh, overruled not only Roe versus Wade from January 22, 1973, but also the Planned Parenthood versus Casey from 1992. Right, that abortion is no longer in, is not in the Constitution. And Huge not a decision right. in yeah. the Dobbs case overruling the 1973 abortion decisions. They're all gone. Right. So 71 is gone, Lemon versus Kurtzman. 73, Roe versus Wade. Huge decision, gone. That's because of these court decisions that came down in 2022. Then you move to. 1977. That same activist court in the 1970s that was anti-religion, particularly anti-Christian, anti-life, came back to religion again, this time in the workplace. And in the workplace, they created this undue hardship, quote, de minimis standard. So under Title VII, you have discrimination on the basis of race, sex, and religion. There's no difference in terms of how you evaluate those. The employer has to consider your request and undertake efforts to perform reasonable accommodations unless it's an undue hardship. Well, in the context of religion, the Supreme Court didn't like that back in the 70s, so they wanted to make it easier for employers to discriminate against people on the basis of religion. So they created this de minimis standard that employers can win against a claim of religious discrimination if they can prove or argue that they would have to spend de minimis amounts of money or effort. In other words, minimal, almost nothing. Not substantial, but minimal. They would win. They created this de minimis standard. Which is blatant discrimination against religious accommodations. Blatant discrimination, singling it out as an orphan uh, and carving out something that wasn't there in the statute, just like Lemon versus Kurtzman, carving out a judge-made rule, just like Roe versus Wade saying that abortion is protected in the Constitution, not being able to figure out where the protection is, but it's nevertheless protected. Then distorting Title VII in 1977. Well, now in 2023, in the case of Gerald Groff against the U.S. Postal Service, that de minimis standard is finally overruled, and this overruling is now unanimous. Nine to zero. Hallelujah. Nine to zero. So that's 1977. Then, of course, you're familiar with the affirmative action cases with regards to admissions. Well, where did that begin? You go back to 1978, and that's the California versus Bakke case. And that was a case involving uh, the University of California admissions 
And that's where this whole admissions affirmative action began, is this 1978 ruling from the U.S. Supreme Court. That now has been overturned in the cases involving Harvard University and the University of North Carolina. So when you think about it, Holly, think about this. You had a court in the 1970s that set forth some really bad precedent. Lemon versus Kurtzman, 1971. It gutted the Establishment Clause. It hurt the Free Exercise Clause. It hurt the Free Speech Clause. It was used as a club against any person's religious viewpoint, religious expression, or establishment issues. 1971, gone. 1973, abortion, millions and millions, tens of millions, over 60 million babies have been killed because of this horrible Supreme Court decision. Not just babies, but mothers and fathers, Mm -hmm. families have been decimated. Scars are continuing from that 1973 decision. That has been overturned. The case involving uh, Lemon versus Kurtzman, we were part of overturning that with our case, Shirtliff versus City of Boston. We also wrote an amicus brief in the Coach Kennedy case. In the abortion case, overturning that, we wrote an amicus brief. It was cited in the U.S. Supreme Court. The 1973 decision is gone. We wrote an amicus brief in also the 1977 case that happened in 2023, overturning that 1977 decision of Transworld Airlines with regards to religious discrimination, now strengthening the original Title VII as it was meant to be. And, you know, we have President Donald Trump to thank for these three justices who are constitutionalists that are making these great decisions. And despite what may be going on in the White House right now and and the other issues, you know, June was a great month for the Supreme Court decisions. June June was a great month. And we can celebrate thanking him for these three justices and thanking them for doing the right thing regarding these decisions and overturning the 70s activist court's decisions. And then, of course, the final blow is 1978, uh, striking down this Mm -hmm. affirmative action to admissions. So you are... uh, Considered based upon your merit, not upon your skin color. As it should be. As it should be. So huge decisions. They'll have huge implications going forward into the future. For more information, go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org. That's lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org.